Monty. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Well, hello again, and welcome to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. Dave Blauser, our producer. As always, you can catch us online at realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf, and we thank you for joining us. However, you're accessing the show, and it's brought to you by Callaway Golf, the number one driver this week at the U.S. Women's Open, number one fairway wood. You'll hear more about that coming up as well. Our good friend Dave Neville will stop by. Also, had a chance to catch up with Golf Channel's Karen Stupples, former uh, British Women's Open champion, as we talk about the U.S. Women's Open today. Also, we'll touch on Memorial and hey Troy Merritt, the old ball boy, tied for the lead at Jack's place. <laughs> yeah, Troy Merritt comes on with us all the time here on Real Golf Radio, and it's good to see him playing well. The interesting stat is that he is trying for, I think it it was the second time in a row, leading into the RBC Canadian Open, winning. Really? Yeah. That was a little, uh, a little nugget that was here. Um... It's, it was, on it the was notes? pretty Yeah, good yeah, for him. The notes. Yeah, that's good for him. Troy Merritt seeking to win the week before the RBC Canadian Open for the second consecutive season. I, I like it. But you know the funny <laughs> thing about that is is I guarantee you that nobody, like the players, not a player ever thinks about that kind of thing. Like, Oh, hey, I know. Hey, this is interesting. It's the week before RBC, so I'm going to be hot this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we come up with all these stats. And you know yeah. what? It, it is... It is interesting to note when you go through. I mean, golf is a bit of a habit, right? Creatures yeah. of habit. Yeah. Certain things, certain times, certain courses. Um, I was texting with him earlier after his uh, great opening round and mentioned that we had just been out to Pebble. And I didn't realize he wasn't in the field already. And he yeah. said, I got a qualifier on Monday. I'm hoping to be out there. but yeah. uh, and, and I'm not exactly sure, but if he were to go on and win this week, whether that gets him into the U.S. Open, uh, it, the U.S. Open qualifying, you know, there, there's just some things on there. But he may still be hoisting a trophy and happen to go to Monday qualifier. Yes. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Nonetheless, not, not to get ahead of ourselves, but certainly a nice position to be in through 36 holes. We'll get you up to date on all of that uh, stories and headlines coming up next. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do... Thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags 
set a new standard for what carp bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said... They might be onto something and try doing the same, but they can't. Because ChromeSoft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving ChromeSoft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment is brought to you by Odyssey. The number one putter in golf, Stroke Lab, is uh, taking over this year. Of course, Odyssey's been the number one putter at major championships, WGC events, tour events worldwide. But adding this little stroke of genius with the new Stroke Lab putter, uh, actually improves your stroke, and they are six for six so far this year in major championships. Mm. So again, this week at the U.S. Women's Open, congratulations! Check out OdysseyGolf.com. I like it. Well, you are putting really, really well. I mean, you you've you've always been a good putter, but your speed, control, everything has been really quite impressive. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm I'm pleased. Yeah, well done. Well done. I, on the other hand, am searching a little bit. Too bad we can't go back and put Pebble Beach's greens again because that's, I think, kind of where everything started clicking with the ball rolling, you mm-hmm. know, and the speed and everything. When you put really good greens, and, and Alpine has really good greens, but when you put really good greens, it really, I think it helps smooth out my stroke but, oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. I, I i felt like i puttered pe- better at pebble than i have at my own home course lately <laughs> but that's probably uh less to do with the putter and more to do with what's going on between the years but anyway all good stuff uh the, the putters are fantastic all right let's uh let's let's talk about what's going on um excited to have karen stupples joining us yeah excited to to have uh dave 
Neville stopped by, talk a little because along with the putter, the wedges, uh, I had to do a little. I had to do a little public service announcement for the PM Grind Wedge. <laughs> I just I love that thing. It's my most favorite. Uh, I mean, I I'm kind of a gearhead, as you know. I geek out on this stuff. The, the the PM Grind Wedge is really one of the things that's been most fun this year for me to put in the bag. Awesome. And the biggest thing is guys like you, Bob, mm-hmm. who just won't try it because of the way it looks. You got to try it. That's all I'm saying. You got to try it. All right. So we're going to talk to Dave about all that coming up here. Uh, I wanted to mention, too, uh, Kevin Na wins Colonial last week. Yes. Now, of course, we're rooting for my boy Tony Finau. Uh, to, he was, you know, finishes runner up, you know, 68 in the final round. Mm-hmm. Hard to be too critical of Tony, uh, although certainly there were some opportunities there mm-hmm. that if he could have just executed a few what looked like pretty straightforward shots, pit chips, putts, you know, could have got got put some pressure on Kevin. Who knows, right? Yeah. Uh, and Tony, with his talent and the way he's been performing in major championships, um, the, the the talent that he has. He certainly is due, and he didn't have a good week this week, but uh, certainly due to, to get another W out there on, on the PGA Tour. It'll happen. Uh, I have no doubt it'll happen. It just lo- it looked like it was set up. On a golf course, I would say Colonial is definitely not a golf course that you would have picked for Tony Fino. Right. The bigger the golf course, the bigger the venue, the better the course setup it is for Tony Fino. So for him to go and, and play as well as he did on a on that type of a golf course is 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 uh, remarkable. Yeah, know? and as you said, uh, he didn't have a great week this week. He missed the cut. Now we'll take a week off and then head to the U.S. Open in, in uh, Pebble Beach. Yeah, which I think Pebble's going to be a great golf course for yeah. him. So. Anyway, but uh, hats off to Kevin Na. I thought he played great down the stretch. You, you and I were texting back and forth, and, and, and you kept commenting on how well he, he handled and the course management yeah. going down the stretch and making sure he didn't make any um, critical mistakes that would bring anyone back into it. Right, and he, he took the clubs off the tees that he needed to as far as his three-wood was concerned. He was hitting his three-wood perfect, getting it in the fairway. Um, when he got to 17, he hit um, either a, a, a hybrid or a iron off the tee to get himself into position. And that, you know, he at that point in time, I think he had a three-shot lead or something like that. And that's how, that's how you finish off a golf tournament when it's not vital for you to continue to make birdies and stuff like that. You get the ball in the fairway, you get the ball on the green in the right position, not not firing at any of those tucked flags or anything like that, and give yourself an opportunity to win a golf tournament. And, you know, he hit it great off the 18th hole as well and knocked it in there right behind the hole and makes birdie to finish off the tournament. It was good. Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> really impressive him. stuff and great win for Kevin Knock. Yep. And by the way, he picks up the 73 Challenger, fully restored. I got to hand it to the Schwab guys. To, I, I was I was really into the, the side prize there. I mean, look, he gets a million bucks and whatever that goes along with that, right? And all all, all the great stuff. I yeah. mean, cash is king. But as far as side plus ones, I'll call them. As okay. far as the plus one prize for winning a golf tournament, yeah, I, I was I, I thought that was super cool. And, again, they're going off the whole Charles Schwab ch- uh, Cup challenge right. idea, so they went with the challenger. And to me, <clears throat> excuse me, to me, I thought it was really well representative of, you know, maybe the the, the clientele that they have, uh-huh. something that they would appreciate, something that was, you know, a bit a bit iconic, a bit historic, um, but, re, re, you know, totally fully restored and just had a i don't know i just thought it was cool and then kevin gives it to his caddy well and his caddy said at the beginning of the week he said if you win the tournament this week that's my car <laughs> and he gave it to him 
I loved after he made that putt on the last hole, he turns around, he points at that car, and he says, yeah. that's your car. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that was really, really cool. So it made me think about, as far as non-cash plus one prizes, uh-huh. uh, what are the best? So, Well, I want you to think about that. We'll talk about it. I, I, to me, first of all, first number one is the green jacket, right? Right. I mean, Augusta National for life. Right. Tough to beat. But let's talk about – So we'll, we'll talk about that coming up as far as uh, what are some of the best plus ones. Think about that. All right, some of the other things, uh, of course, we mentioned Memorial. Uh, Troy Merritt uh, tied for the lead. Yes, yeah, at nine uh, under par. You got uh, Martin Keimer up there as, uh, yep. as well as um, – Kyung Hoon Lee. Thank you. Uh, my screen just refreshed as I was about yep. to go down that list. And – for the second week in a row, or yeah, third week in a row, excuse me, Jordan Spieth has back-to-back um, top tens after the PGA Championship. And he, then he finishes top ten at Colonial. He finished eighth. Um, didn't didn't do so well on the weekend, especially Sunday. Um, but here he is after two rounds, eight under par, and tied for fourth. Um, I like I like his trending. I like his trending. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? There's a lot. He's he's under been under a lot of scrutiny uh, for what he's you know what have you done you know where are you at what's your game doing all that type of thing and and uh, here he is uh, you know like you said trending open up with a 66 come back with a 70 and finds himself just a shot back so um, when he starts putting well well he's putting well yeah when he starts putting well then um, he has he has. It, it kind of s- frees up his golf game. So, And that's what he did when he first burst onto the scene. The guy could putt and make yep. putts from everywhere. and mm-hmm. I mean, it was super impressive. So uh, other guys to look at. I mean, Justin Rose, did you see what he did yesterday? Yeah. 63. Yep. Wow. Talk about a bounce back from a 75. Wow. That was a great score. He, and in fact, he even played with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods at two under par, he um, made the cut. He's made the cut 17 times in 17 starts at Jack's event. And he's won five times. Oh, oh yeah. by the way. Yeah. Adam Scott also at seven under par. Ricky Fowler at seven under par. Two guys that are trending as well yes. uh, right now. Yes. Uh, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, both guys you should talk about going into the U.S. Open for sure. Justin Rose, obviously a past U.S. Open champion. Uh, one to look at. Xander Shoffley playing uh, decent. He's at five under par, top, top 15 right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, a guy that's shown up in major championships. And notables that missed the cut. A list of them. Wow. Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy, Matt Kuchar, Jason Day, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau. JT uh, finally coming back. Yeah. Um, which After is, his wrist. Yeah, thing. he missed the PGA Championship. Obviously, it was a significant yep. enough injury that he skips a major championship. Mm-hmm. Here he is trying to gear back up, try to get some reps in, and uh, I can only assume that he's he's anticipating a trying to be fully healthy and, and have his game back for the U.S. Open. But when you get that much time off, Bob, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you, you see him come back, he misses the cut. You're you a know. little rusty. Yeah. And so that's probably why he played this week, you know. I don't, I don't know that he'll play next week at RBC in, in Canada, but he'll play this week, maybe take a week off, get ready, and then go to the U.S. Open. All right, we'll talk more about that. The U.S. Women's Open coming up as well. Um, got a couple storylines. You mentioned Matt Kuchar mm-hmm. missing. Oh, how about that? Interesting little rules discussion. Well, we'll get into that as well. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Real Golf Radio.
Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Had a chance to, uh, with the U.S. Women's Open taking place, and our good friend Karen Stupples, who's a former major champion in her own right, winning the uh, Women's British Open back in 2004. And she's on the set this week at the Golf Central and pregame uh, with Golf Channel, talking U.S. Women's Open, talking Memorial, 
And I had a chance to catch up with her yesterday following uh, Golf Channel pregame. And so wanted to uh, get right to her and, and get her thoughts not only on the U.S. Women's Open, but Memorial and, and some of these other thoughts, um, you know, leading into the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach as well. So here she is, our good friend, uh, as we had a chance to catch up with her. And I think she does an outstanding job, terrific analyst and, uh, and a great player, Karen Stupples. I am doing great. Thanks very much. And uh, thanks for getting me on your show. You know me. I always love talking about golf. Well, you do a fantastic job, and I think it's pretty cool. You go right from the set of Golf Channel right here to talking to us. We feel pretty special about that. Well, my mind's already on the golf game, so, so that's probably where you have an advantage right now. All right. Sounds good. Hey, i got to ask you one quick question before – I know Bob's got a question for you. When you guys are doing shows with Ryan Burr, I, I often think you got all these players. You guys are all champions. You've won. You've competed. And then there's Ryan out there, and Ryan's always the antagonist. He's always the one like, I don't know if he's playing good. I don't know if he's going to do well. And as players, I've always noticed that and, – and, again, it's a good it's a good mix of the two, right? Um, but the, the players are always a little more defensive of the other players, specifically when you talk about a Jordan Spieth trying to find his form coming back and, and so on and so forth. Do you guys give him a bad time sometimes? Am I reading that dynamic correctly? No, no, you're, you're absolutely reading it on the money. But but in many ways, that you know, with, with Ryan doing that, it really makes us think too. And it really puts us on the spot as to, you know, what's really going on and how we as players would react in that situation. You know, say... say you know, if as a Jordan Speed has been fighting back and trying to find his form and has been going through this whole process that he has, and you think to yourself, what would it be like for me in that situation? So obviously, as former players, we can all be a little bit defensive of, of Jordan Speed's ground. But it's really good to have Ryan saying saying that and being that, that person to throw it out there, saying, well, you know, maybe he's just not going to get it back again. Maybe he's never going to continue to make those putts. And I think it kind of puts that question in our heads and makes us really think, well, maybe, maybe is, maybe isn't it? And it may, and it gives us more power to our words and to our conviction when we do actually say them, because we're like, no, I've thought about it, and I do believe this to be the case. You know, Karen, uh, the USGA came out with um, a great uh, statement or announcement uh, at the beginning of the week with them adding to the purse of both the U.S. Open and the, and the U.S. Women's Open, $500,000 adding to the purse, which gives the, the women the first time that they're going to be able to win a million dollars. Your thoughts about them and what they've, what they've done with this? Well, I, th- I think this is part of the culture that, that we see within the golf industry in general. There is a, a, a big move and a big push for, for growing the game. And I, and I think that for far too long, the women's side of the game has been somewhat overlooked as an area of growth. And, um, and I think that everybody sees the value in having you know women play golf, not just for the fact of participation amongst women, but they're typically... Uh, in charge of the household, they're the, you know they're going to be your mothers that have the potential to bring children and youngsters into the game as well. And you have that whole big movement of, of playing golf as a family. Much better if if you do it, you know, father, mother, children, and, and get everybody out there together. And and I really feel like that's that's where they're all coming from with this big push. And if you can increase the purse you can raise awareness of women's game you can see how talented uh, the, the players are and and what and 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 their value and their worth within that arena i think to, to put put a sort of a raise on their value and their worth in monetary terms i think is a big thumbs up to where they feel the women's game is and uh, their value within uh, the arena of professional sports 
Yeah, very well said. Karen Stupple's joining us here on Real Golf Radio. A couple of the uh, newcomers, if you will, to the game that really caught us on the national stage at the Augusta National Women's uh, Amateur and was was really um, Maria Fossey and Jennifer Cupcho. Uh, Jennifer, of course, capturing that first one out dueling Maria Fossey, but uh, she uh, scores a first round of even par at the Open and Fossey coming in at plus one. What's your opinion on those two players? And it sure seems like they're two players that you could get behind with a lot of um, fire, likability, great personality uh, th- that they seem like they've got a lot of potential. Well, and, and they, they really do. And, and you have, I mean, they're, they're completely different in terms of their style of golf and, and how they go about their business. But but they, you can have a rooting interest in, in either one of them. I mean, Cupcho, she's much more of a steady player, much more sort of refined in, in many areas. I mean, she's, she's pretty solid across the ball, you know, driving the ball, she's got good enough distance. She's uh, probably on the longer side, actually. Um, her, her eyes are good. Distance, you know, distance control with the wedge is good, and putting also just across the board good. Mentally, she, she's pretty tough too. I mean, especially when you when you saw what she had to deal with at the Augusta National Women's Amateur, going through the migraine and have, and then been able to come out the back end of that and, and go ahead and, and have a victory. Now, Maria Fassi, I think, has the potential to be really exciting. Um, I think Cupcho is going to be much more steady. You know, she's going to just Plot her way around the golf course, be steady, be, sol- be a, that kind of solid golfer. But Farsi, she is explosive. She's she's entertaining to watch. She's so much fun when you look at how she hits a golf ball. She, it's just, um, it's really cool. And 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 I think that she has a, a lot of uh, a lot of um, uh, tendencies in her game that could be shored up a little more. Um, I feel like her distance control could be a bit better. But that often comes with players who hit the ball a long way. They're not so good with the wedges. But once they get on tour, they realize that they can't rely on just hitting the ball a long way. They have to get their wedges dialed in. And as soon as she does that, I think Garcia has the potential to be a really dominant player on tour just because of how far she, she can get the ball down there and how exciting she is to play. And I think people will, will want to pull for her because literally anything can happen, much like when you're watching Brooke Henderson. It's a, a similar kind of excitement. But Cupcho has that. Annika Sorenstam potential. She has that plod it down the fairway, bore you to death kind of solid golf that just keeps winning tournaments. So it's going to be really fun watching those two uh, blossom on the LPGA Tour. You know, you talked about uh, Maria Fossi's um, power and that kind of thing. How does she relate to other players on in the women's game on on the LPGA Tour? Um, You know that. What's what's her distance distance like compared to other players? Well, if if you look at where she is right now, um, in comparison to what she's doing against the um, women at the U.S. Open, she's probably about ten yards uh, to the good of just about everybody else that are playing that tournament. But when you compare compare numbers, her numbers translate very well to to an Anne Van Dam or or. A, or area Drutanagar. Now, area very rarely hits a driver. In fact, she, she doesn't have one in a bag because she'd much rather take advantage of having an extra wedge. So, area you don't really see her full potential. And I think Anne Van Dam. I mean, her swing speed is 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 off the charts too, same as Farsi. But I don't think Anne gets the same amount out of her driver as she could do. I think she could maybe make a few little tweaks to it in terms of maximising that distance. But uh, the way I've seen Fussy play, it's going to put her right up there at the top of that driving distance. 
Hey, Karen, uh, Jessica Corda has come off some injury, but she opens up with 69-68. And uh, as we're doing this interview, is just a shot back of the lead at five under par after three under today. What's your thoughts on Jessica? Oh, I, I am, to be honest with you, I'm surprised she hasn't won a major yet. Her game is backs up so well in that department. She is a, a great driver of the golf ball. She hits fairways. She gets the ball out there a long way. She's able to move the ball in both directions. She has a light high flight to her shot. And putting, her putting is uh, always underestimated for some reason. She's uh, she. She rolls the ball so well, and she makes a ton of birdies. I think uh, she's averaging something like 30% uh, birdie putts made. So she's so she's in a, in a good good area there in terms of, of making scores and, and doing doing good things. I think the injury obviously sidetracked her a little bit. And when you think about also last year, she had major surgery on her jaw at the start of the year, which kind of put her back as well. But she's always been that kind of bounce-back player that's been able to come back from these things and, and, and turned it around and, and, and been very solid. I think the interesting dynamic with Jessica is how well her sister Nelly has been playing this year. And I think the pair of them can spar off each other and really, really get better together. And it's fascinating to watch the pair of them because, honestly, they could be uh, taking the... the Every single trophy there is on the LPGA Tour every single week. It could one week go to Jessica, one week go to Nelly, because uh, they are that gifted and that talented. And it's uh, very fun to watch how they go about their business together. So um, they're playing this week at the Country Club of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, this is kind of a unique golf course. Um, it's a great-looking golf course. Um, got some unique features around greens and stuff. Does this golf course um, favor one player or the other in, in this this week in the USGA Championship? I think that um, in in many ways. Most of the of the women's opens that, that I've played in and that I've, I've covered, uh, there's always been a tendency to for, for straight drives, keeping the ball in play, sort of plodding the ball along the middle, and and you could you could get a lot of plodders to go ahead and win U.S. Women's Open. That being said, this particular course is not so much that way. It's much more of a second shot golf course, and they've done a good job in setting it up in that department. The fairways are fairly generous. Obviously, the shorter the club that you hit into the into these greens, because of the different plateaus on, on the greens where they can put these hole locations, and it's it's just as it, they wore on yesterday, there was a, the greens firmed up, and I think we'll see more of that as the as the week goes on too. So, the advantage is for a longer player, one who might not necessarily come into play at a U.S. Women's Open, because because the emphasis is not so much on straight off the tee. It's much more on second shot. Hence, you're seeing maybe some different names at the top of this leaderboard that we wouldn't normally see at a U.S. Women's Open. Yeah, in fact, one of those names I was going to ask you about, Karen, is Gina Kim. She's an amateur. I don't know. I, I just don't know anything about her, but a 66 in the first round comes back with 72. She's at four under par. Do you know anything about Gina? I do. Um, I actually had the good fortune to cover the, the NCAA Women's Championship at the Blessings Golf Course, and she was part of the championship winning group team. And uh, I watched her play in, in the, the quarterfinals and the semifinals match, and she played Alban Valenzuela uh, from Stanford, who is a you know well-renowned amateur golfer, you know 
decorated career and she beat her and then she went went ahead and, and beat Bianca Pagaganan from Arizona also a player that I would regard as somebody who's going to come out on the LPGA tour with a big bang as well and she'd managed to take care of both of them and was very pivotal, pivotal in getting Duke into that final uh, where they went ahead and beat Wake and she was so solid and so steady coming down the stretch. I remember watching her play one shot from a fairway bunker on the 18th fairway that she had absolutely no right to even get to the green. Well, she got not only did she get it on the green, but she got it to about 15 feet. So she's she's just a, a sneaky little player who um, who has kind of flown under the radar, but has really shown some real grit when she's needed to. And apparently the lowest uh, score by an amateur in U.S. Women's Open history with a 66 in round number one. That's pretty impressive. It's uh, remarkable when you when you think about the, the amateur talent that, that goes and plays in that event year after year. And, and more often than not, you'll see an amateur somewhere near the top of the leaderboard. And uh, so I think that just speaks volumes to, to her game. Well, Karen, we thank you for taking some time. I know we've probably gone longer than what you uh, anticipated, and I didn't even get a chance to ask you much about the Memorial and Jordan coming back and Tiger playing again and all of these stories. And then, of course, Pebble Beach just a couple weeks away. Do you have, real quick, do you have some thoughts on on what you're expecting or what you you think might uh, take place out at Pebble in a couple weeks? Well, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. I think when you when you look forward to Pebble Beach and, and you look at the, the past champions at a, at a U.S. Open there at Pebble, you, you, you know, Jack Nicklaus, Tom Watson, Tom Kite, Graham McDowell, they're all players that have been adaptable to Tiger Woods, all players that have been adaptable to to different playing conditions and, and a certain set of circumstances. I think you have to be tenacious to win there. I think you have to um, get a good feel for, for that course and what it requires at that given week and and be able to play the shots into those greens and off the tees that you have to to get a result at the end of the day. You've got to show a lot of patience too. And I think what we're seeing from uh, Jordan Spieth, I think he's trending in the right direction. He's a player that does tend to, to go on his player that when his putter is is working that confidence that he gets from that kind of runs through every other aspect of his game and i think every step that he makes around these golf courses right now is a step that he's gaining in confidence so i look forward to to jordan um, going out there feeling confident and able to contend also when we think about tiger woods too um i think that after he won the masters there was quite a bit of a, a sort of a, a letdown for him in many ways and you know because finally he's won that other, another major all those all those questions don't need to be asked anymore he's done it and I think he actually for once in his life enjoyed that moment and I think that was he took a took plenty of time off and I think we saw at Beth Page he just wasn't ready to come back to play that's not going to be the case at Pebble he knows he can win on Pebble. He knows that golf course like the back of his hand. And I think he's going to be primed and ready to go. I think he's a, it's going to be an interesting week watching Tiger Woods play. And uh, also interesting to me was Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson's comments as well uh, about the USGA, uh, about how they've sort of maybe not uh, made such a good job of course set up. And in, and in my mind, you know, that's him trying to... Um, hopefully get them to make it a little easier so the course suits him better and in my mind nothing should ever come easier at us open it's the national championship it's supposed to be hard and when you win that trophy you know at the end of the day you were the best player and i think that's how it should should be not because of 
how the course was set up, not because of anything else, but you played the shots when you needed to. And so that, those are my thoughts on the, on the, the U.S. Open at Pebble. Awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. She's Karen Stupples. You can catch her on Golf Channel, of course. And she won the uh, British Open back in 2004, a major champion in her own right. Karen, uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Love getting your takes on the game. You do a fantastic job, consummate professional. And we thank you for your time. No, I've loved it, as you can tell. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks, you got Karen. it. We'll do it again. Karen Stupples joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same, but they can't. Because Chrome Soft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving Chrome Soft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact Sorry. both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. And it's really great to have our good friend Dave Neville from Callaway Golf stopping by. We're talking a little Callaway equipment today as uh, we get you ready for the weekend in golf. And I tell you what, Phil Mickelson is just absolute social media gold. And he comes out with another bomb uh, discussion on his Instagram and, and Twitter handle. And uh, not only is he just dropping bombs, but he's hitting, quote, cute little cuts as well with his epic flash drivers this week. At Memorial, Dave Neville joining us right now. Hey, Dave, how are you, man? How are you, BT? I mean, Mickelson I mean, is absolute gold on Instagram. The guy is hilarious, isn't he? I don't know. I, like, honestly, if if Instagram, if social media wasn't made for one person and it was Phil Mickelson, I don't know what it was made for. The guy is brilliant. It's so genuine too. Like you know, it's it's not scripted. He just decides he's going to go with it. Like he was at Masters at the Masters on Saturday, said he's going to hit bombs, and now uh, he comes out with the uh, the the two drivers. He's got the bomber driver and the one to hit the the little cuts. So the, the one that's been his gamer, the bomber, is the nine degree, the epic flash sub zero, and then the little cuts one is actually shorter by an inch and a half, which you know is a lot for a driver that's a 10-5 epic flash uh standard head uh for that and that's the idea if he needs to needs to get it in the fairway but he was still leading the field in driving distance uh yesterday so i mean the guy's not afraid to try something different no he's not and then we've seen him do no driver we see him do two driver and i thought when i saw the two driver i thought he's bringing this in for pebble but apparently it's just for this week at memorial and he's just going with the one driver but so as a manufacturer my, my first question was i wonder what i wonder what Dave thinks of this. Does it? Does this make it? Is this a positive thing or a negative thing? Phil painted as a positive. Look, if one epic flash isn't enough, I'm going with two epic flash. But I wondered if, from your standpoint, you're going. You know, we don't want people to think they need two drivers to hit fairways. And yet, if you know Phil Mickelson, you just know that's Phil Mickelson. I, I don't think even Phil needs two drivers to hit fairways. He just sometimes talks himself into this is the kind of thing I'm going to do this week, for instance. Yeah, it's truly Phil being Phil. You're not seeing other players uh, doing this, but Phil loves to tinker. And like you said, he'll he'll go for something that'll give him an inspiration, you know, which is why we love Phil, but he's also frustrating to us as well because he'll put in a driver and, and – hit unbelievably great drives for two or three weeks off of that. And he said, no, nah, I switched it up to something else. We're like, Phil, what are you doing? <laughs> but sometimes he just needs that, uh, that inspiration. So it seems like that's what he's got this week, whether or not he puts it in at Pebble will be interesting to see. I mean, he won at Pebble with only one driver this year. So you got to think he's one of the favorites, uh, for the U S open. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, all right. I wanted to talk. So Epic flash is doing great. Uh, I absolutely love it. You can hit bombs with it. I, I have hit tons of fairways with it. I, I absolutely love the Epic Flash. Uh, what I wanted to ask you about, because I know your time is short, is I want to go back to wedges. If, if I've had one thing in my game that I've worked on and focused this year that has really changed my game, it's the it's the wedges. And I put in the, the PM, speaking of Phil, the PM grind wedge. And Bob's kind of a purist. He's an older guy. He's a purist. He goes, I don't like the look of that thing. I'm not going to use it. And I said, you have to try this. You don't understand how good it is. And people have, have razzed me a little bit on the golf course. Some of my buddies that I've 
played with. And then inevitably, after I hit a few shots, and they know they're shots I didn't used to be able to hit, and they are like, let me see that thing. It, 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 tell, tell us a little bit about the PM grind, Phil Mickelson wedge, uh, the Mac Daddy 4, and, and what is it that's, that's I, I don't know how to describe it other than it's changing my game. Yeah, it is is one of those wedges that people have a hard time. They put it down, they say, I can't play it. But once they try it, they absolutely love it. That's why it has this huge cult following. We we rolled out the original one in 2015, and then Phil and Roger Cleveland have been working together for the last four years on making improvements to it. As you know, Phil has three of them in the bag. I mean, he's hit unbelievable shots all year with it. Obviously, he won at Pebble hitting all these knockdown shots. But it has a few features that are different from most other wedges. First of all, it has a higher center of gravity, so it has a higher CG. So you can hit those knockdown shots really, really easy. And also around the greens, thick rough, which you have in in Utah, if you hit it a little high in the face, you're still going to be able to get it to the green. So it's got that higher CG. Then it has grooves all the way across the face. So you miss it out a little bit to the toe, you're still going to get that spin. And it has offset grooving groove, which are the micro grooves in between each of the grooves. As you get closer to the green, most players start to open up the face. Now you're getting more spin on those open open face shots. And it has more offset, which also helps. It, it's more forgiving. It's easier to hit, easier to hit the knockdown, and plenty of bounce. So it's absolutely money out of the bunker. So just a really, really versatile wedge. I encourage people to just give it a try. You know, just try it for a couple of rounds, and, and you'll be convinced. Yeah. Dave Neville, Callaway Golf, joining us. I'm telling you, yeah, it looks different, but you know what? So did driver heads a long time ago look really different, and now everybody's playing them. I, I really think if, if people gave this a shot, they would love it. The offset is probably one of the things that's hardest to look at, but it you actually start to take some comfort, especially you start laying that thing open. You realize, like, man, that, that actually feels safer than without the offset. You can believe this. Phil actually has more offset than we have in the commercial version. Wow. Uh, he really, really likes that. And he does like to open up the face a lot. And when you open up the face, you have that little extra offset. You don't feel like you're going to blade it. You don't feel like you're going to shank it. It's, you know, virtually shank proof. And it helps out of the fairway, too, to, to square up the uh, the face of it. So really interesting, unique um, wedge. We have some content out on CallawayGolf.com, a breakdown by Roger Cleveland of Phil uh, at Pebble Beach, all the shots that he hit at Pebble Beach and why the PM grind allowed him to hit those shots broken down by Roger Cleveland, who helped design the wedge uh, with Roger. Really cool piece of content that's out there on CallawayGolf.com. I'm going there right now. That is so cool. Hey, Will mentioned, did have a chance to play in U.S. Open Preview Day last week. Hole number five, hit a nine iron over the green, wind caught it, and I was in the heavy rough, and I hit one of the best pitch shots I've ever hit with that PM grind. It came out soft, landed, trickled down just about uh, you know, six inches from the hole, almost nailed it for a two. So uh, again, don't think that would have been possible with uh, without the way this wedge is designed. It's at least for me, it's it, it's it's a game changer. Dave, thanks so much for taking the time, man. I know you're busy and you got to run to your next appointment, but uh, always good to catch up with you. Congrats on the success of the season, and and I know you're not the Odyssey guy, but hey, uh, all in the family, right? Six for six, dominating the majors, including the Women's Open this week. Uh, hats off to everybody and what you're doing there. Yeah, the, the Odyssey has been absolutely on fire. You know, w- women's open. 
Splash is the number one driver. We had the number one fairway as well. We also had the number one putter with Odyssey by a dominating dominating margin. And you're starting to see a, a, a ton of these Stroke Lab shafts out there on tour and at the major championships. I was out at Beth Page a couple of weeks ago, and you're seeing tons and tons of these Stroke Lab uh, shafts. So it really is a movement out there. We're winning a ton of the counts and getting a lot of victories like we did with uh, Kevin Na last week. Yeah, I didn't even mention the Kevin Na victory. Congratulations. It was so fun to watch him. He's such an entertaining player. I love watching Kevin Na. Good stuff out there. All right, Dave. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Good to be with you. Take care. There you go. That was my conversation with Dave Neville. As, uh, and, of course, uh, it would have been a better story if Phil Mickelson had put the two-driver strategy in and was you know, leading the field in not only yeah. driving distance, which he did, but also maybe a little more accuracy, accuracy on those cute little cuts. Yeah. Did, can you believe how good he is on Instagram, social media? I mean, he's the guy really is funny. unbelievable. Yeah, he's really funny. He is, he is a crack-up. But uh, anyway, nonetheless, good stuff there. Appreciate Dave taking some time. All right, short break. We'll be back after this. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. 800 485 6003. 800 485 6003. Call right now. That number is 800 485 6003. 
Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. 20 years talking golf with you. Certainly a pleasure to have you alongside. I appreciate Karen Stupples, Dave Neville from Callaway Golf, who joined us here in hour number one. Uh, Karen talking a lot about the Women's Open this week, which is, um, you know, some of the some amazing play out there. We're seeing some deep scores. Uh, some of these ladies that are just playing some fantastic golf should be a great weekend as they'll wrap up uh, round number two this morning. There's a little weather delay and then get into the third and fourth rounds uh, for the weekend. Hopefully weather cooperates for them there. We're just two weeks away from Pebble Beach, USGA Championship season well underway. Um, coming up on the back nine, hour number two, we will welcome in America's favorite caddy. We'll talk more about Memorial. Um, Judy Rankin being honored this week in mm-hmm. Memorial, which is outstanding. And by the way, some of the coverage, I love that they panned across and the, the wall of that, that have been yeah. honored. And Billy Casper yeah. right there. How many times did your dad win Memorial? He never won Memorial. Oh, he didn't? No. Okay. No, he never won Memorial, but, uh, but Jack honored him. Yeah. There and... He made some great comments. Um, Jim Nance introduced him, and uh, and then my dad made some great com or Jack made some great comments about about my dad. Said when he when he would go to the golf course on on the weekend, and he saw Billy Casper's name up there. He he knew that Billy Casper didn't lose golf tournaments very often. And that was the guy that he needed to beat. So hmm. it's kind of cool That's to hear really that. Cool. Yeah, really good stuff. <clears throat> Sorry, allergy season. Here we are, first of June. <laughs> It's getting me a little bit this morning. Um, so we'll talk about uh, Memorial. We'll also, uh, you know, uh, Matt Kuchar trying to get the embedded ball rule in his favor. It, it's an interesting discussion. We'll talk about that. I want to get the caddies' take on it as well because there sort of seems to be two camps. One that Cooch is trying to get away with something and the yeah. shame on Cooch kind of thing, right? Yeah. And the other that the PGA Tour should look at the interview or the the video. They did. Right, but then the video was taken down, and so now people are saying maybe actually, upon further review, maybe Cooch was onto something, and they didn't want to. Well, that's public opinion. That's not I'm based on. Totally, totally know what you're the talking rules about. officials. It is, no, no, no. I, I just think it's an interesting discussion. So that, amongst others, is on the back nine next. Radio News with Wendy King. A longtime disgruntled city employee opened fire in a municipal building in Virginia Beach on Friday afternoon, 
killing 12 people and injuring four more before police fatally shot him. Virginia Beach Mayor Bobby Dyer says he's stunned by the shooting. Today is Virginia Beach's darkest hour. A senseless crime happened and imposed tremendous grief upon the people of Virginia Beach, the Commonwealth, and this country. This woman was in the building when the shooting occurred. We just heard people yelling and screaming to get down, and, and um, I was on the phone with 911, so I was trying to concentrate on, on getting, um, talking to them. We put the desk up against the door because we didn't know if they were coming in or anything. This is USA Radio News. So you sit down and do your budget, and you look at all your monthly costs and your bills and your income, and it seems like there's never quite enough. You know what would really help, finding $500 a month to help balance things out. That is the typical savings, $500 a month for a family when you switch to MediShare for your health care. And when it comes to health care sharing ministries, MediShare is really the gold standard. It's been around for 25 years and has more than 400,000 members. It's been around so long and grown so much because it works. And whether you're single or married or have kids, this could make sitting down to do a monthly budget a lot more fun. $500 a month can more than cover a car payment or payback loans, whatever. So join MediShare and go out to dinner to celebrate. Here's the number to call. They are incredibly kind and helpful to talk to. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. The search for a missing four-year-old girl in Houston, Malia Davis, has apparently come to an end. She is presumed to have died at the hands of her mother's ex-boyfriend. Houston's mayor, Sylvester Turner, says remains were found in southwest Arkansas, and they're now undergoing forensic testing. That will certainly have to bring some degree of... Um, of finality to this family. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is considering possible legal action to block President Trump from imposing a 5% tariff on all Mexican imports. This is set to take effect on June 10th if the country doesn't crack down on migrants trying to enter the U.S. The chamber's executive vice president, Neil Bradley. Well, a tariff is nothing more than a tax, right? And so at 5%, that's $17 billion in additional taxes on American consumers and businesses. That won't do anything to keep someone from crossing the border, coming up from Central America into Mexico and crossing. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. The president is supporting LGBT Pride Month. USA's Rick Vincent reports. President Donald Trump tweets support of LGBT people to mark LGBT Pride Month. Counselor to the president, Kellyanne Conway, says Trump and she have had numerous talks about the issue. It's very important. He just tweeted about it, and I personally know it's very important to him. It's something uh, we've discussed publicly and privately uh, over a number of years, and he's had that as a priority as well. Uh, it is just a disgrace what happened. Um, to people based on their sexual orientation, particularly around the globe. Pride Month is something the president didn't recognize during the first two years of his presidency. His tweets come one week after his administration moved to revoke newly won health care discrimination protections for transgender people. 
For USA Radio News, I'm Rick Vincent. One network is playing musical chairs with its news division, and USA's Chris Barnes has details. Recently named CBS News Chief Susan Zarinsky looking to fix ratings woes on both the morning and evening programs, naming Jeff Glore to be the next CBS This Morning Saturday co-host, joining Michelle Miller and Dana Jacobson, beginning on June 22nd. Glore's to replace Anthony Mason, who has joined the cast of the weekday CBS This Morning. Glore will also be serving as a CBS News special correspondent. One of CBS This Morning's former co-hosts, Nora O'Donnell, recently replaced Glore on the CBS Evening News. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Take us with you on your computer or mobile device and listen anytime at usaradio.com. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. It's hour number two, the back nine of the show. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Brian and Bob, Dave Glauser producing. Website's realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf. Just reminded me that Johnny Miller's got a new podcast coming out, Real Golf Talk with Johnny Miller. I can only assume that he has enjoyed his years being on Real Real Golf Golf Radio, Radio, that he wanted it when he decided to do his podcast, it would be Real Golf Talk with Johnny Miller. So I will take it as a... Take it as a compliment, Bob. We're, mm-hmm. f- we're flattered that he would uh, want to be like us. Yeah. Johnny's the best. Uh, I think greatest analyst and um, just has some really hot takes, and I think it'll be a good podcast. So, And probably good to have Johnny on podcast because that means you can edit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to <laughs> have a situation <laughs> like, you know, not to say that Johnny would, would ever go down this road, but... Um, you know, obviously Hank Haney got himself in trouble this week, Ooh. said some things that, uh, although you could be critical of Hank in one way, and I was talking to Ryan Ballinger about this right. and, and the, his take was, I thought was pretty good when he said, um, when you lead the show that way, when you lead, when you're right off the bat and you're leading the show with it, that's something you thought about. And it wasn't just something like sure. two hours into your show, you just yeah. happened to say something because and slip, you, right? Yeah. I mean, he planned to come out with this, you know, and uh, it was it was pathetic. It was a pathetic take, and he 
um, obviously an offensive empathetic take, and and he got suspended. So yeah, the we'll PGA see. Tour so radio happens. suspended him and uh, is going to PGA Tour and Sirius XM. Yeah, and I think there's going to be some additional fallout. As well. Yeah, and they they're looking for looking into the future about keeping the show going. Yeah, whether whether or not they do that. Yeah. So you know what though I. I, we've been doing this for a long time, and there's a lot of guys that come and go, and people that try to take the Jim Rome approach, right? Or or be a little bit more in your face, right? You don't have to be a jerk to host good radio, right? And sometimes people feel like they have to be a big old fat jerk, and that's sometimes the way I think Haney comes off. Tiger so. said he deserved it. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Big Bertha, it's an iconic name, some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest-to-launch distance iron ever. Get big-time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. 
Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. It's brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, the ball that changed the ball. Now available with triple track technology on the Chrome Soft X. If you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Pretty cool. And the group I was playing in yesterday, there were we had a little fivesome going. Yeah, you could argue whether you like that or not. But uh, in the in that fivesome, three yes. Chrome Soft X with triple track technology yes. golf balls being played. That's correct. It's a revolution. It's taking it over. It's a ball that changed the ball. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. All right, so we talk about uh, Matt Kuchar mm-hmm. and this uh, embedded ball rule. I, I personally, and it's interesting, I, I just flipped the TV on. <laughs> Let me check in on the memorial. And there it is, uptight on Matt Kuchar. And I was like, wait, what's going on? So I'm like backing it up. I'm watching. I'm turning it up. And... <laughs> I was like, okay, he's got an embedded ball into a pre- – so, okay. So, there, his ball bounces once, uh-huh. makes its own pitch mark, then lands into someone else's pitch mark. Correct. Pops up and then pops back down. In the, and and what he's arguing is is that on the hop – The second hop. The, yeah, not the, first, not the initial bounce, but the hop. Right. So, his first one makes a pitch mark. Yeah, and the which, second which one, typically it does. So, it was the second one that hit it. Yeah. Right. So it was off the bounce. Yeah. Off the bounce, it goes in and it hits the back end of a previous pitch mark and blows it out enough to where he thinks that his ball is embedded in its own pitch mark. So it's a secondary hit. It's the... (laughs) (laughs) I was... I was like, listen, listen, and he gets two rules officials in, wants to... Calls the first one, he goes, I want a second. (laughs) And, and the way he's going about it, if you just look at the – and he's like smiles, the, like he's yeah. got the cooch smile going yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And and the second rules official comes in, you know, and he's just like aghast. Like his mouth's like uh, – his like jaw drops <laughs> like, are we really having this conversation? Yeah. He's like, so wait a minute. Your ball didn't make that pitch mark that it's in? He's like, no. Okay, then what are we talking about? I don't need to see the video. Because <laughs> if you the only way it's embedded is if it's in your own pitch mark. Right. And he goes, right, but if you'll just notice – we have the pitch mark, and then we have a secondary lip there. Isn't there enough evidence to suggest if I blow that out just a little bit bigger than it was that that actually could constitute my own pitch mark to be embedded? It and he's broke like, new ground, he said. broke new ground, yeah. He's huge <laughs> is trying to break new ground with the rules. He was. Look, first of all, I think it's a stupid rule. You know me. I think it's the it brings to light what is the worst rule in golf, and that is... That you divots in the fairway. Yeah, you got to. I mean, you hit it in the middle of the fairway. You got to just. I mean, look how how big of a deal is it if he takes that thing, moves it over a half an inch out of that thing, hits a shot and moves on. Like, there's landmines out there. There's sand filled divots. There's all these things. Just just move the ball. Just put it over there. And I know people. There's some purists that are probably like driving off the road right now. But it just <laughs> just take it out. That's what. You, that's where you're supposed to hit it. You know, every time we have Thomas Pagel on the show. You talk about the divot in the fairway. Yeah, and he says it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Sorry. I would be willing to barter other rules in order to change that rule. (laughs) Truth be told, it doesn't happen very often. But when it does, it's a real, I mean, you know, look, for some of us, 
when you hit a perfect drive in the middle of the fairway, that is something to really celebrate. And then you get down there and you're like, I'm in a bunker in the middle of the fairway. So anyway, I, I you know what? The, I'll tell you this: the one that gets me worse than I don't hit it in divots very often uh-huh. in the fairway. Right. So that that's a, actually kind of a rare thing. Right. I think it's more prevalent on the PGA Tour because those players all hit it in about the same spot. You know, I know that there's 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 length differences between, but most of the guys there's a there's a position A. Those guys are much better at hitting position A than the average yeah. amateur, right? Yeah. So to me, it's more prevalent on in professional golf than it is for amateurs. Okay. That said, what I get, what I find myself getting, I don't want to say it, uh, <laughs> getting a bad break uh-huh. <laughs> is in the bunkers. I I was about to lose my mind the other round, just, just, just this last week when I was playing, because people, look, a rake is not an axe. You don't wield it up and slap it down into the bunker and drag, leaving this massive canyon where the rake first hits right. the Like The whole point is to smooth it out. Why would you chop at the sand with a rake and think you're smoothing it out? Right. Or, you know, so so now you create this, like, wavy. You had it. You had, that happened to you. You mm-hmm. get in a low spot because someone did the hatchet rake. Yeah. Quit hatchet raking it. It's not that hard. And quit drag. Just the raking motion doesn't have to be a drag. It's a push. Watch some videos. It's a push. It is. Okay, sorry. I guess I needed to get that off my chest. And you know what? Your rake direction should be in the direction of the hole. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Your rake direction should, you should rake it, towards the hole. It's it should not be across. Oh, because well that's the old Because then you get the little Then you get the furloughs. Yep. Okay. All right, yeah, I'm with you. Fur O's, not furloughs. Okay, fur furrows. <laughs> I don't I'm from Idaho, leave me alone. <laughs> Call them whatever we want. <laughs> I noticed Jack's not doing that at Memorial anymore. Yeah, the big V. Yeah. Yeah. He had that going for a while. Yeah, he did. I guess furloughed is a different, <laughs> different meaning. You kind of get you are in jail. You kind of get furloughed you, from the furlough. But you're furloughs. not furloughed. <laughs> but you're. <laughs> oh, anyway, funny. I give Cooch an A for effort. Oh yeah, I, I, like, classic. Like that's the guy that's you know look he, he's like the attorney, and and the dude stole the dude stole a can of paint from the paint store. It's all over his clothes the color of the paint that was stolen, and he's trying to argue for him why that guy wasn't the guy that stole the, that color paint from the paint store. I mean, it was it's so obvious, but you know he's was, still making a you case. You know what the best? The best is he gets the first guy, explains the whole thing, and the first guy says, no, no drop. They look at the video. Then he calls in for a second opinion, and like you said, the guy comes in with his mouth like open like, what? What are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing? If you just look at the video. No, I'm not looking at the video. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking at the video. <laughs> Can I have a third opinion? No. <laughs> no. And Cooch ended up making a par anyway. He did. So. He knocked it on the backside of the green and two-putted from a difficult no, situation. Just over the green. Yeah, I think, right, he had to chip. I don't think he putted the first one. Anyway, I can't remember now. But he made par. He made a par. <laughs> oh, All cracks right. me up. Here's the second thing to come come up. Um Bryson DeChambeau was criticized for his slow play. Yeah, and it's on the pl- clock. Yeah, slow slow play is always going to be a topic of conversation. But I thought it was particularly brought to light because of Bryson and also because of the, watching college golf. 
I, I watched the college, and, and there was some really good stuff. The NCAA, NCAA finals. Yeah, I, I was. There were some good things about it, but I was in in this moment. I'm watching, and they're 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 going to the the player, and he's standing. Of course, there's no caddies, so he's standing there. His stand bag because they carry, mm-hmm. stand bag sitting next to him. He's got his yardage book out, and I swear it felt like he was sitting there for a day. And, I, you know, there was no, nothing else for them to go to or cut to, and they just sat there on him as he's looking at his yardage book, he's looking at the green, he's looking at his yardage book, he's looking at the green, and he just stood there, and I'm like, pull the club, man. Freaking hit, take a club out and hit the ball. I, I, I just wanted, I was like yelling yeah. at my TV. Yeah. And And I get it, like it's a... It's not a reactionary sport like basketball. I keep thinking of like Donovan Mitchell with our hometown Utah Jazz here. He puts up a shot. Maybe it was a bad shot, comes up short, but he follows it up and dunks it, right? So it really didn't matter that he missed the shot because it, in that yeah. possession, they scored a bucket. What you're saying is you, he does, you don't get that in the game of golf. That's, what, that's my point. So yeah. I understand that they have to take the time to make sure that they factor everything in. Mm-hmm. They can't take bad shots because it's not like you can – you can make a you, you can't follow it up with the dunk. Do you know what right, I mean? Right. Now you're actually you got to count that stroke and you, I mean you get it. I don't need yeah. to tell you that. But then as I thought about it, I'm like, I don't know that I can play better by thinking taking longer. more time or thinking yeah. Like if I take if I sit and think about it more, I don't know that that means I'm going to hit a better shot. Right. Right. And I think that these guys just mimic what they see on TV. And that's the problem. That's that's the pace of so play problem. They have to start with the going back to Bryson. It's got to start with the guys at the top. Yep. And if they'll set that example, the junior golfers watching it, they'll they can change that trend. They'll speed up. Caddy joins us next. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. 
Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, we've had some fun today. Be sure to check us out on uh, realgolfradio.com. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle. Uh, That's the best way to find us. Also available on podcaster sites, so pretty much wherever you might find some podcasts look for us uh, real golf at real golf or at real golf radio uh, various uh, formats uh, available there um all right so we, <laughs> we talk about i'm anxious to get the caddies take on on cooch and uh, the slow play right as well those are a couple of uh, things uh, while we're dialing up um the caddy phil mickelson had some pretty strong words for the usga he did what'd you think of that i thought it was kind of interesting not only him but justin thomas this week um, just about set up and that kind of thing. Uh, Justin Thomas <clears throat> mentioned that the PGA Tour sets up golf courses so that guys can play, and and Justin Thomas said that it's almost like it's contrived that they that they try to do too much to make the golf course difficult. Mm. So go out of their way to make it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of letting the natural flow. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be different than every other week on tour. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, it's, that's what sets it apart. Otherwise, yes. it would just be another tour. Event. Right, right. But you can do that by, like what the PGA champ, what the PGA of America does and Kerry Haig. You set the golf course up, get it done, and then not try to do too much stuff to preserve what's going on in the golf tournament if they're going to shoot under par they're going to shoot under par let them go let them do it but make the fairways narrow make the rough deep make the the greens hard and firm and fast and make the fairways firm and fast and that kind of thing and then just let them play so the criticism is if all of a sudden somebody goes out and shoots a a score lower than what they anticipated they don't go to emergency plan b and uh, jack up the pin placements or something all of a sudden yeah is that what you're saying things like that yeah okay all right, well, interesting. Uh, Phil saying that uh, the USGA has, in all of the 27, I think, USGA, US Opens he's played, mm-hmm. that the USGA has messed up all of them when it hasn't rained. That the rain is the governor. That was his quote. So, anyway. Well, that softens up the golf course, so that's why he likes it. 
and and that I think, like Karen was saying, I think he was posturing a little yes. bit, hoping that he might get a favorable setup. <laughs> and Karen, I thought Karen Stopples was great. She's like, yeah. look, this isn't about you winning a U.S. Open because you got a favorable setup. It's the toughest challenge, and you go out there and you play the best, and then yep. you win. Yep. Speaking of playing the best, here he is, our favorite one, the caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. And Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, good morning. How are you? Well, it's all about firm and soft, like we always say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Vers- firm versus soft, that's the difference maker. There you go. Just yeah. put filled. Remember Bay Hill this year? All of a sudden it got real crispy on the weekend and scores just shot up through the roof. Oh, yeah. And the rough wasn't U.S. Open high, was it? No. Well, it just it just takes just got to get the greens firm to the right degree and i think at shinnecock they just got overly firm on that saturday or they had a couple pins that were just too close to just spill offs at a at a time when it could get too firm so bobby you, you made an interesting comment there about narrowing fairways that's what we haven't seen at the u.s open for a couple of years now right and uh as you know, Pebble has a, a very interesting mix of fairly wide fairways and narrow fairways. Yeah. For the U.S. Open, which was just like it was in, in 2010. Oh, I don't remember. Hey, Caddy, you got to talk into your mic, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't actually have a microphone there, but the part of the phone that has the mic works a lot better for us. <laughs> I'm close enough to know what the phone tastes like. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember anybody complaining too much in 2010 at the Pebble U.S. Right. Open. Yeah. So, I, I, I was there, and I, it was nice and it was firm. It was good. It was everything was great. Um, it played extremely difficult on Sunday. So you guys, look, you just played it. Um, what do you think of the setup? I think, I think it's going to be hard. Um, well, it, we played it as fairways. a soft setup too, but um, and and that's what Tiger said. The golf course is really soft. He plays. He played the next day. We talked about that last week. But yeah. they're going to dry it out. You know, it's going to it's it's going to be perfect weather uh, this coming week, um, and and going into um, the U.S. Open, and. They'll dry it out. They'll get the greens a little bit, a little bit drier, a little bit firmer, and it's. And Bodenhammer it, said they're going to have the setup the same as it was yep, in 2010. So you're right. right. If you don't hear, if you're not hearing complaints from 2010, I mean that's the way it's that's the way it's going to play. So. Yeah. The only thing I the only thing I didn't the, I you have to really nitpick on the on Pebble the way it's set up right now the way the fairways are cut that's really the thing you have to look at because you know how dry it's going to get question of how dry it's going to get and you can you can overdo that problem at pebble is what and what's happened in a couple opens is that it's been pretty good and then it got too windy for it to handle that right um and that's so tough to deal with and predict and of course that never that doesn't happen in the open championship because 
they just leave things kind of thick and slow as far as greens go, but they won't do that at Pebble. So you're kind of playing with fire there. If you get unlucky with the wind, and I'm surprised no one's brought that up yet because it can be quite nice and playable and difficult when the greens are firm and rolling 11 and a half, 12, 12 and a half even. They can even get them a 13 there and sure. still be puddled, believe it or not. But, boy, you start you get 20-mile-an-hour-plus wind, and all of a sudden you just can't play. Well, think about Tom Kite. Think about that final round when Tom Kite, the year Tom Kite won. Exactly. You know, you exactly. got that wind. You know, he misses he misses the green. I, I'm, what, did Monty shoot 80, something like that? And, and he a was, lot of people. Yeah. yeah, and he was right in the mix to have a chance to win the U.S. Open. And Kite played a phenomenal round of golf and won the golf tournament. But right now the right now the weather report looks part, partly cloudy through through all this week, and then sunny sunny starting uh, June 8th, which is Saturday a week a week from uh, a week from today, and sunny all the way through June June 15th Saturday June 15th. Oh yeah, that's well they certainly it only takes a couple days out there to get everything crispy. Right. So if it doesn't rain, they're in. They're kind of in control of it. So, and what what did the what did the green superintendent tell you when you talked with him? Three days, right? Yeah. So Mark 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 the, the irrigation guy Mark he said uh, he said he only needs three days and he can crispy that place out like you can't believe. There you go. So that's what he says. Three days will do it. The three days of no rain, it's it's going to be dry. Seaside golf course, it drains. Hey, Caddy, I'm shifting back to uh, this week of Memorial. Uh, Matt Kuchar, we were talking about him trying to get the rule on the embedded ball. Uh, did you find that to be uh, a little bit – did you get a chuckle out of that, or did you think it was a little ridiculous what uh, Cooch was trying to pull off there? I, you know, I didn't really – I, I kind of half saw it, so I don't really know what happened. Was he just – was it just – obviously it had to be pretty questionable as to whether it was embedded or we wouldn't be. That's where we're going, I guess, right? It was in the fairway, and he claimed it rolled into a pitch marker. Is that what he did? No, it bounced into a pitch mark, but he's saying on the bounce, when it bounced into someone else's pitch mark, it actually broke new ground. (laughs) It enlarged the pitch mark to the point where it should be considered its own pitch mark at that point. So basically, can you have a pitch mark within a pitch mark? That was the sort of the discussion, which is funny. Uh. So here's here's the caddy's logic on that. Is it possible for a ball to bounce and make a pitch mark inside a pitch mark? Yes. However, if it lands on a piece of ground that's soft enough to create the new pitch mark, it, it's not going to be able to bounce off a piece of ground into a situation like that to make it worse. It could bounce off a cart path way up in the air, and have enough force because the ground's got to be pretty soft for you to increase you know if it flew into a pitch mark yeah i could see that but see what i'm saying is that you couldn't bounce a ball on a piece of ground that's soft enough to allow it to embed more into a pitch mark so you're saying if the ground's soft enough already to uh to if the ground is soft enough to enable to enlarge a pitch mark on the bounce it would remove enough. It would absorb enough energy on the exactly. original hit that it Correct. wouldn't have enough to be able to, uh, on the bounce, create well, that secondary. And I'm mark. sure there's a mathematical calculation for that. A, we could get ask Bryson DeChambeau. To I was thinking the same thing. Right, and and then, but I, that's my theory on it. So yeah, Bryson's well, got time. He's Bryce on the clock. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the other thing, right. Bryson DeChambeau and slow play on tour. Yeah, you know, Bryson's interesting. He he takes quite a while to figure out the shot, but once he knows what he's going to do, his routine's super fast, right? So I guess he walks fast, takes a while, little while to calculate it, and then executes fast. Overall, though, when you camp out over the ball for a long time, it makes you look really slow. Yeah. Right? That's just how it is. And I'm sure, look, he, you know, Phil, Phil can do, you don't really think about Phil being a slow player, but he can have a long conversation before shot. Um, and Bryson, Bryson has a long conversation. Tiger's certainly not, I don't, I think Tiger used to be quite a bit slower when he, earlier in his career. And, uh, but look, a lot of the great players were. Jack Nicklaus certainly was known as a slow player, period. Um, he had that rep, so yeah. Yeah, there you go. I, look, the bottom line is the, the 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 slow play rule just it's not applied very well, or it, no. maybe it's just extremely it's extremely difficult to apply. Maybe the way it is. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. It's one of those things. It's kind of like Congress. You're always going to complain about it, <laughs> and nobody ever does anything about it. Yep, I like it. So, Hey, Caddy, how about go. a little little uh, Caddy karma for uh, my boy Troy Merritt, who's tied for the lead uh, this week at Memorial? He could use it. How about it? And how about how about the Bud? I, speaking of karma, how about Bud Colley? Yeah, he's playing great golf. You know, oh, has that car accident there last year, and one year later, now he's right there. I mean, that's yeah. pretty crazy. Good for him. Yeah, hey, and and Jordan Spieth, like. he's playing he's playing some good golf too right now. Yeah, all of a sudden he's become looking like he's become Jordan Spieth again. Yeah, and so that's great. I mean, that's good for the game. You want that for sure. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a fun one to watch this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. Yep. All right, Caddy. Good to visit with you, buddy. Uh, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. U.S. Open preview edition next week. So I love your Jim Furyk Woo-hoo. early call. We'll see what you got next week for the preview show. All right, crazy call. Let's call that a crazy call. Crazy call. The crazy call. Crazy call. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. You got it. There you go. That's the caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. And I promise you that is the last. You will hear that buzz. Oh, I can't, I can't even. I apologize. Hopefully it didn't come through the radio like it was my headphones because it was driving me crazy. Yep. I really enjoy talking to the caddy, but I can't handle that. Ugh, it's horrible. But we'll remedy that for sure next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's... It's already done. It's already taken care of. So, anyway, yeah, interesting stuff there from the caddy. I guess he was, I, I think he went a little Bryson DeChambeau on us there with his theory on the embedded ball. I like that. Yeah. A soft ground will absorb enough energy that it won't allow it to break ground on the bounce. Yeah. It will not break new ground. Ergo, Cooch was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see... 
It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something... uh... Something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding a light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Congratulations, six for six on major championships. Dominated by Odyssey putters and the new Stroke Lab technology. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. All right, again, thanks for being with us. Brian and Bob with you, realgolfradio.com. At RealGolf is our Twitter handle. Give us a follow. Love to have you there. At RealGolf, we'll be uh, broadcasting from Pebble Beach coming up in a couple of weeks for the U.S. Open. Um, all of the insights uh, can be found and uh, throughout the week, and love for you to join the conversation as well at Real Golf on Twitter. All right, so some fun stuff that we've talked about. Uh, the Cooch Rule. <laughs> uh, I like the effort. A for effort, man. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Phil and uh, Justin Thomas uh, blasting the USGA. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I look at Phil. Everything Phil does is a bit calculated. I think he's uh, sure. posturing a little bit. Not sure why uh, Justin Thomas felt the need to pile on there, but uh, nonetheless, it's kind of the vogue thing to do to blast the USGA as a player and and, and how they, they set things up, especially if you haven't won the U.S. Open. 
Jordan has won the U.S. Open and won at a very controversial setup, mostly due to the fact that Chambers Bay had fescue greens that couldn't handle the kind of stress that the USGA wanted to put on them yeah. for that major championship. When we played preview day at Chambers Bay, I found the green surfaces to be quite enjoyable. To yeah, put on. they were fine. But they were also rolling and a lot they're rolling a lot slower and a lot yes. softer than yep. what they wanted for a US open setup. Yep. Which by the way they've replaced those. They have replaced those greens. The course has just reopened. Yeah. They they replaced them with Poana. Which is per it's, it's ideal. It's perfect. Which is what you see on the East Coast and the West Coast yeah. for the most part. I, I like Chambers Bay. I think the layout is fun to play. It is a it is an awful spectator venue. Just absolutely awful. Oh, it is. It's yes. terrible. I, so I fear that they're going to take it back there again. Not from a playability standpoint, not because DJ, quote unquote, got screwed or anything like that with the, that with the way the greens rolled. But simply from those that want to watch the U.S. Open, yeah. it becomes extremely difficult to do so. That The sand that you have to walk through, the hills... The fact that you're so far away from the action because of the way the golf course uh, is routed. Uh, that that said, though, it is if you get a chance to play it, I highly recommend it. Anyway, I, I know that there there's a lot of criticism for the USGA. It, hopefully, the setup and what Bowden, John Bodenheimer is doing, and right. the way that we visit, you know, the comments he made to us last, you know, last mm-hmm. week when we were with him, sounds like he's they're going to leave it pretty much the same as 2010. Yeah, I, I thought that setup was yeah very very hard but very fair. Yeah. Definitely. So we'll see how it plays out. Just one of the things Justin Thomas said is he hopes the players keep calling out the governing. Hopes he, if if they're going to mess things up, he hopes that they keep calling them out. Rory McIlroy on the other side said, um, "Cut them some slack. Let them do what they do. If they if they mess it up, then then it's okay. If they mess this one up, then it's okay. It's okay. What to criticize them if they yeah, mess this one up? Absolutely." Not surprising Rory taking the high road on that. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Women's Open going on this week. Uh, again, I think they've got round two about wrapped up. Round two is done. Okay, it's all yep. finished. Yep. So uh, interesting couple things to note. If you missed our conversation with Karen Stupples, you'll want to check that out on the, on the podcast side. Uh, she did a great job of setting up this weekend. But you know, you got Jessica Corda's a great story mm-hmm. that's up there. Um, She's one shot back at five under. Awesome. Uh, you've got uh, Maria Fossey and Jennifer Cupcho. You might remember them from the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Uh, Maria Fossey, now a professional, and she's uh, from Mexico and fiery, really fun to watch. Yep. Cupco. Is it Cupco or Cupco? Cupcho. Cupcho. Is it Cupcho? Yep. Uh, Jennifer Cupcho, a little more steady down the middle. She says, according to Karen Stupples, Annika Sornstam-like like player. potential. Yep. You know, which is, yep. wow. Maria Fossey, uh, three over par, and uh, she did make the cut, as well as Jennifer Cupco, who is at, I think she's at even par. She was, she was even after the first round. I didn't yeah. see where she finished in the second round. Let me see here. Hold on a second. So, anyway, good good for her. And and the court is, I mean. She's at one over. She's at one over. Okay, yep. you, got, you got Jessica and Nellie both in the mix. Yes, Jessica, Jessica is at um, minus five. And Nelly is at minus two. Gina Kim from Duke, uh, the, the just won the national championship. Uh-huh. She's an amateur, uh, lowest round by an amateur in the U.S. Women's Open, 66 
in round number one. Of course, uh, she's Mamiko, tied for fourth. Mamika Higa shot 65. Yep. Um, in the opening round, came back with 71. So she's at six under par. Yeah, you got some, you know. You got some insurance there when you open Lexi that. Thompson's at three under par. So good to see her coming back. Yep. She took some time off a little bit. Yeah, so good to see her coming back. Yeah. Playing some good golf. Uh, so, yeah, nice-looking leaderboard. Morgan Presso, we haven't called her name for quite some time. There she is at tied for 23rd at even par. Yeah. So, yeah, good good leaderboard. U.S. Women's Open uh, going on this weekend and uh, the final the final two rounds. Okay, one yep. more. Yep. Uh, Web.com Tour, Rex Hospital Open. Chris Baker shoots 67 in the first round, comes back with 60 in the second round, and had three holes to shoot 59 and missed a 15-footer on the last hole. Oh! But 60. 60 is a great number. It is the number that you, I mean, you would love to shoot. So what was par? Par, uh, I think, was, well, he shot 11 under par. And 60, so, so par 71. 71. So if you could go out and shoot 11 under, you would just be out of your mind excited. But when you shoot 60, the only thing you're thinking about is, how come I couldn't get one more to get 59? That's a funny number. You shoot 61, 62, 63. You're just like, dang, man, I was on today. It was yeah. sweet. Shoot 60, which is even better. God, just, man, if I could have. Uh, <laughs> it's the brain damage of golfers. I love it. I'm fascinated by it. Could have been that one more better. For the first time, you you shoot your lowest score ever, and you shoot 80, yeah. and you've never broken 80, but you shoot your and you've never shot 80. Your best score says an 81 or two, and you shoot 80. I could have broke 80. All you'd be thinking is about, oh, if I wouldn't have had that three putt, I would have broke 80. I would have shot 79. Yep. That's right. I shot 70. I broke par for the first time. Ah, if I could have shot, I would have been in the 60s. <laughs> And uh, there we get up and go peg it up again for another round and try to do it the next time. Yep. And we shoot 85 and wish we would have had that 80 again. Yep. It's just a it's it's a funny game. All right, it, uh, we're running out of time, but I did want to mention we talked about it at the top of the show. The 73 Challenger fully restored. Yes. Kevin Nog gives it to his caddy, Kenny Harms. Dude's loving it. Uh, Kevin wanted to get in and rev the engine. That that was great video. Sounded awesome. Yeah. By the way, I would have. I think it's awesome to give it to your caddy. I would have given it to my dad for sure. Hands well, down. of course, would have given it to my dad. That would be cool to give to him. Anyway, I thought it was such a good. I thought Charles Schwab hats off. Great plus one prize for winning a tournament. Yeah. And it made me think, what are the great plus one prizes that you yeah. get? Non cash, non cash, non cash. Cash is king. Yeah. Non cash plus ones, because if you give the guys a key to a brand new BMW, for instance, okay, it's a hundred thousand dollar car. That's but, but these guys. They buy those $100,000 cars, and they don't even think about it. Especially in Poulter. Multiple $100,000 cars. 100,000 plus cars. That's what I meant. Yeah. Multiple hundred thousands of mm-hmm. dollars. Anyway. So I'm giving them, I, I think that was the best it was, it was good plus move. one that I've seen. Good so move. I started thinking, what are the best plus ones? The green jacket has yeah. to be number one. Yeah. Not the tartan jacket from uh, Hilton Head. Eh. Or Arnold's Blue Blazer. <laughs> There's there is one jacket and it's the green. There is a jacket. solo jacket yeah. and it is green with the little logo on it. Lifetime membership at Augusta National. Yes. Come back to the Masters every year. Forget about it. That's it's the one. Absolutely. That's the one. 
And then the Ford Doral back in the day when they gave right. out the GT. Yes. I mean, that thing's like a bona fide race car. Yeah. And Tiger gave it to Steve Williams as caddy. Like, yeah, that's... and that, that car's worth about a million dollars now. Oh! Okay, so that's that's probably ahead of the re- Phil restored. got one of those, too. Did he? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, he was a Ford guy anyway for a while. Yeah. The caddy, when I was talking to him about this, he brought up the jeweled dagger from Morocco. Yeah. Now, you told me it wasn't a dagger, but tell us about well, it's, this. Well, it basically is a dagger, and... Um, so the handle normally has like it has like a pearl handle and it's got um, on on the very end of it it's got like like a ruby or a sapphire or um, an emerald or whatever and it's all 18 karat gold with, with inlay it, no it's like it's not inlaid oh. it's over the top of the oh, ivory wow and then the and then the 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 sheath that the that the dagger goes in all 18 tar- karat gold has pearls, diamonds, rubies, emeralds, whatever they wow. decide for that year, and it's pretty stellar. It's 18 karat gold. It's probably the dagger's probably worth 30 grand on its own. It's pretty sweet. Wow. Okay. And so, it comes in a really nice case, and I'm sure it does. Yeah. And then the women's portion of it, they get a little like clutch purse. Done the same way, full 18 karat gold, pearls, diamonds, whatever, whatever jewel they decide on that for that year. Yeah, it's pretty bedazzled, let me tell you. (laughs) So if you can think of some other uh, great plus one prizes, uh, non-cash plus one prizes. Because the FedEx Cup kind of has the market on the cash. I mean, what is it, 15 million this year? The Tiffany Trophy? Well, that Tiffany Trophy is not, but no, I'm talking $15 million cash. Like cash is, but outside of... That. I like Outside green of jacket, cash. Ford GT, the 73 Challenger. We got the jewel dagger from Morocco. Anyway, let us know. What do you think? At Real Golf's Twitter handle. Final thoughts next. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family, or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript. 
quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Bob Casper, Brian Taylor, and you can find us online at realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf, where you can uh, listen and catch any part of the show if you missed it. Here's my final thoughts. Um, my old ball boy from high school. Yeah. He was just a little tyke running around at the time up in Burley, Idaho. And his name is Troy Merritt. He's now playing on the PGA Tour and is leading, tied for the lead. He's a two-time winner on tour. And typically he's struggled with his weekend scoring average, most notably on Sunday. So I'd made the comment to you that, you know, he's got to improve on his final round scoring average. And I went to check it out. Here's what I got for Troy Merritt on so far in 2019 mm-hmm. with his scoring average. First round scoring average, 70.1. Second round scoring, which is 41st on tour. Second round scoring average, 70.9. That's 121st on tour. Third round scoring average, 69.14. That's 21st on tour. And his fourth round scoring average, 68.43. That's sixth on the PGA Tour. He gets better after on the weekend. On the weekend. He gets better on the weekend and better on Sunday than he was on Saturday. Impressive stuff. Go get him, Troy. Go play well on the weekend like you like, – uh... Like you trend. Like you've been doing. My thoughts. Yep. Okay. Jordan Spieth has been struggling with his putting and everything that's going on. Jordan Spieth has turned that around. Currently, he is fourth on the tour in stroke scheme putting. Fourth. Okay. When Jordan Spieth putts well and his short game is good, then the rest of his game starts to come around. And we're seeing that over over the last two weeks and also this week. He's tied for or he's fourth, fourth place going into the weekend. Um, and we've got the... U.S. Open in a couple weeks. So, if Jordan breaks out this weekend and wins Memorial, Ooh. that could start a run. Yep. And you got to watch for sure. He'd start looking to be one of those favorites yep. at Pebble Beach. So, all right, good stuff. Again, thanks for joining us for Dave and Bob. I'm Brian. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at RealGolfRadio.com. It's been real.